You're listening to the Release City Church online experience. Hey, listen, we really hope today's message is one that will encourage you, inspire you, and challenge you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks again for listening. Now let's check it out. Just say that together. Say, I must go. Come on, say it again. Say, I must go. Hey, man. Hey, before we get into the message, um, I heard that Miss Francis is in the house today and has not actually been able to be in the house. If you'll bring these stage lights up for me, please. Hasn't been able to be in the house since um, the start of the pandemic. And she is actually going to come uh, and we're going to anoint her and pray. Um, Amy's going to pray for Robin. Um, because how many knows it is great to see one answer, but we want to see the end result. Amen. And she asked, hey, can we pray? Absolutely. There's not even a question. Um, she wants to stand in for Robin in, that is in the hospital today, so I'll get you the, the stuff, babe. And she would come right here, Miss Francis, and we won't even come all the way down. How's it feel to be back in the house? February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. I'm here without my doctor's consent, but I know that my Heavenly Father is my physician. Amen. If the doctor's watching, you didn't hear that. Amen. <laughs> but we're believing for the we're believing for the we're believing for the full package. We're believing for healing. Amen. Come on, can we just stand all over this room? Stretch your faith. Stretch your arms out. That is an extension of your faith. We're believing that right now where Robin's at, don't know if she's being tested, poked, prodded, whatever, but we want the, pre- the same presence of God that is in this room to move into that hospital room now in Jesus' name. Father God, we just come before you right now, God, and I just I thank you for Miss Francis, Father, and I thank you um, for the opportunity for her to stand in for Robin, God. Father, we thank you that you are all around the situation God that your hand is all over Robin right now that you're touching her body father that you're giving her strength and that you're providing the healing that only you can father father I thank you God that emotionally and mentally that the family will be strengthened God I thank you for every doctor and every nurse and every medical professional that steps near Robin father and and even whispers a prayer Um, in her defense, Father. Father, we know who you are, what you're capable of. We believe in you. And Father, when we don't understand what's happening, Father, we know that you know the ultimate plan and that you have us in the palm of your hand, Father. We thank you for everything that you're going to do for Robin, Father. And we thank you for everything that you're going to do for all of the people that know Robin because of this situation, God. We thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It is done. Amen. 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 Amy Weber, you're anointed. I know. You're anointed in the classroom, on the campus, and you're anointed on the platform. Love you. Amen. Amen. All right. Somebody say it again. Say, I must go. I must go. We can go ahead and transition that music down and get ready to dive into God's Word. I'm so excited. How many excited to be in the house this morning? I'm really excited for a lot of different reasons. 
I know some of you have been paying attention to social media, but you're still going to have to wait for the next probably 30 minutes before I share with you some amazing, um, yeah, that's how I roll. I could have not even told you that, but I just wanted to make sure you knew that I was still aware. Amen. So I'm really excited about this weekend for a lot of different reasons, a couple different reasons. But the first one uh, is I'm excited uh, because we're kicking off or launching a new collection of talks. I'm going to speak to you for the next probably two or three weeks from, from this topic, Made for Mission. Made for Mission. If you're taking notes today, I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there so that you can go ahead and reach for your smartphone or your, your device or whatever pad, paper, pen, whatever, um, because before the end, I'm going to let you do that on your own, because in just a moment, I'm going to lightly encourage you, all of you, to do this, because today is going to be a very unique, everybody say unique, Unique. today is going to be a very unique um, message, and I'm really excited about it. The title of this really came from a question that I ask myself on the regular, and that is this, what am I doing with my life? Anybody ever looked around and go, what am I doing? What was I thinking? I, I asked that a lot. Of, what am I doing? What's my purpose? What am I doing with my, my talents, my giftings, my influence? Some of you are influenced in the classroom. Some of you are influenced on a, on a campus. Some of you are influenced in banks. Some of you are influenced in the, the medical field. All of us have a world or sphere of influence. So I want to apply a little pressure today and ask you to ask yourself, what am I doing in, within my sphere of influence? What's my personal mission? That's what I ask myself a lot is, what's my personal mission? And every single person sitting here today has a personal, uh, has a personal mission. As you're sitting here today, I want you to, be, I want you to, to think about your life and, and, and just kind of, you can, and you may want to write it down. I, I don't know. This is for you. This is, this is for your, your benefit. And just ask yourself, what's my personal mission? What's my mission? Now, I'm, you're probably thinking, well, you're a pastor, so you're wanting this to be on a spiritual level. No, no, what's your personal mission? Now, for some of you, you know, recognize on the calendar that tomorrow's Monday, so your personal mission may be just, just to get out of bed. Huh? I did it. <laughs> I have these little things that I do uh, or that I say, and they'll, the first thing they'll do is they text each other during service. I'm totally exposing them now, and I'm probably going to be on the couch tonight. But anyway, I'm just digging this thing so much further. Help, throw me a rope, God. I could change now, but then it, you wouldn't. But anyway, I just, for some reason last week, my word was, what is it? Huh? So we had a lot of fun in the house this morning as, as anyway, huh? Okay, I don't know. I don't know, but it's okay. Can y'all just back, have my back and say it's okay? We all have quirky little things, and mine was, huh? I don't know. Maybe, I, well, anyway. What's your mission? Maybe for you, it's renovating that room in your house. Any, any renovators? Anybody like that, 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 that D, uh, do it yourself? I can't spell. That DIY? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Anybody like to renovate? Anybody need, need somebody to, to come beside you and, and cheer you on on that? Amy would love to help you with that. She, she loves to renovate. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's you, wanna, you, want, you wanna get a new house or, or maybe you wanna build your business or maybe you're in a season where you're just trying to get your kids through school or online school or maybe you send them off to college. We're getting ready. Uh, there is light at the end of that tunnel uh, where Ansley Grace is the last one and, and she's getting ready to embark and make that, make that move as well. But whatever stage of life that you are in in this moment, I think every single person has a mission. 
You and I are motivated by the desire to accomplish something. The question, though, that every single one of us should ask ourselves as believers and followers of Jesus is this question that's really the main thought of the series, and it's the question of what's God's mission? I don't really care that you wrote down what's my mission, but I I want you to write what's God's mission? Because, again, we were created or made for mission. What is it that God is trying to accomplish on this earth? <laughs> I know some of y'all are going, we trying to figure that out too, B. What is God doing? Anybody ever thought, God, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> As Christians, we should know the answer to that. We should know the answer to what is the mission of God. Once we identify what the mission of God is, I think it becomes very apparent and obvious that the mission actually has a lot to do with you and I. The way that we live, what we're up to, uh, what we're focused on. So we're going to do something today that is going to be a little different than the norm. I, I, didn't, I didn't pull... I, did, oh, there she is. I was about to say, did I scare Zoe last week? First thing Amy said was, you released Bozo on her and you should have saw her face i was like i think we're good we good we good we good yeah yeah jonathan's like yeah bro we good we good i didn't bring i didn't bring any props i didn't i didn't bring a series of stories other than straight from scripture because i believe those stories can actually change your life mine may just find a little humor for you but today's going to be very very different this is going to be unlike any message that i've ever done today we're going to dive into the bible and we're going to unpack the answers to the question What is the mission of God and what role do we play? Now, all of this is going to tie in to the very end that I know so many of you are on the edge of your seat about. Had to throw that in there one more time. B, why are you changing things up? Because I believe that today's message is going to impact your life. So how we're going to do this is... It's going to require a few things. It's going to require a smartphone or a tablet or a piece of paper and a pen, some form of note-taking. I give you complete permission uh, to use the tithe envelopes if you want to, um, to write on the back of those. I want this to be something that you take home. And what you're going to need, so you're going to need something to write on, something to take notes, and you're also going to need a partner. So what I want to do is, I know a lot of people say, please don't break us up into groups. No, that was dad. I'm not going to do that to you. And some of y'all are like, your heart just going right. I'm hoping that the person you're sitting next to would be a good partner for you. I mean, you chose to sit by them, okay? Now, if you're a guy sitting next to a girl and you're both single, I want you to say, you're my partner. I didn't hear anybody. I was trying to give you a prophetic, uh, uh, not pathetic, a prophetic word right there. Trying to help you out a little bit. But I want you to look at the person sitting next to you. I need everybody to make sure you have a partner and tell them, say, you're my partner. Okay? This is the first opportunity that I'm going to give you to be able to speak in church. It's okay that, because what we're going to do is I'm going to read a couple scriptures and there's going to be three opportunities for you to connect with your partner and write down the answers of what you thought your takeaway. Again, because the Holy Spirit is much better at teaching you than I am. How many would say agree with that? It's okay to agree with that. I set myself up for that. He is the greatest teacher. Amen? Amen. So together, we're going today to look at what the mission of God really is. Everybody say, made for mission. Lock in, lean in. Here we go. Are you guys ready? Okay. We're asking the question, what is the mission of God? What is it that God is trying to accomplish? 
So let's go to the very first book, very first chapter in the Bible. These will not be on the screen. I'm, I kind of like them not being on the screen because that pushes you to actually get into the Word. Amen? Or oh me. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Sorry. All right, so I'm going to read this. I'm gonna, it's going to be Genesis chapter 1, beginning with verse 26. Uh, it's page 3 in my Bible. And it says this, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds of, in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along, scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female, he created them. Somebody say, I'm his creation. Absolutely. Verse 28, this is key. This is the very first words God spoke to mankind. And it says this, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So I want you to take just a few moments and with your partner. And again, you can get as loud as you need to unless you're trying to prove your point. No, I said you need to. I'm just, okay. What stands out to you from what we just said? Based on the question, what is the mission of God and what is God trying to accomplish? Does everybody have, does everybody have a partner? If you don't have a partner, turn around and, 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 and join uh, two and make it three. However we need to do that, just so that everybody is engaged. This is going to change the way we do ministry. So what did you notice? I'm not looking for the correct answer, but rather what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. You got two minutes on the clock, Go. What stands out to you in the question of what is the mission of God? Love this, love this, love this. Almost there. What's the mission of God, and what is he trying to accomplish on the earth? All right, time's up. So what I would like to do is I've got Connor. He's going to help me today. If you, I really want to hear from you. Again, remember what I said. I can, I can give you one perspective, but the other side is the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, maybe in a way, and some of these might be the same. I'm going to ask for just a couple people who are, would willing to, to be the spokesman for your team. Uh, Connor's going to come, just bring the mic to you, and you just give us kind of what you wrote down. Um, it could be one or two things that you took away from that verse. Connor, you ready? You on, you on, you, you're in the circle right here. You got the circle? You know what the circle is. What do y'all call it? Um, you know, when you're next to the home plate and you get ready to... On deck, batter's box, on deck. I don't know. Again, I'm not the sports guy, obviously. <laughs> no, no, no secret there. 
Anybody, anybody want to share? Miss Francis in the back? Run it out. Run it out, bro. Run it out. Run it out. I know. You're out of school. <laughs> what I got was God created us all to be in his image. So that means that we're supposed to go out and witness to others. So the Holy Spirit gave me this. A dead root won't supply fruit. <laughs> a dead fruit. I mean, dead root won't produce fruit. Wow. Anybody else? Somebody else? Real quick. Real quick. Somebody else? Some of y'all are like, I'm not looking at you, B, because you're going to call me out. And I'm not. The Holy Spirit might. Come on, bro. All the way in the front. Run it out, 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 run it out. <laughs> He's like, why did I agree to this? Because you're dating my daughter. <laughs> Love you, Connor. I'm just messing, bro. What'd you guys come up with? So when God made us, he made us exactly how he wanted us to be. So we're not mistakes at all. We're perfect to him. Very good. We are strong, powerful, anointed. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. And then what's the other thing he wants us to do? Okay. He wanted us humans to multiply and spread across, across the world, subdue it, and rule over everything. Very good. Y'all give it up for the first two. So, so the takeaway that one of the, the two that I got was be fruitful uh, and, and multiplication and uh, that we're, we're to be his image, not just doing what he does, but to be him. I'm not saying be God. I'm saying it, you can do something, but it doesn't mean you're, that's who you are. We need to become that, right? How, how many, um, well, God's original mission from the, from the very beginning was, yes, to multiply. And we're going to see that throughout some scripture that we're going to read. But how many think that God's commandment to be, all my married people, I'm, I'm thinking to hook you up. How many believe that that is the greatest commandment God ever gave was to be fruitful and multiply? Come on, somebody. If that makes you feel uncomfortable, I am not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Listen, it's, 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 it's God's idea. The big idea for this whole thing is that, that we have an expanded family. Okay, basically he's saying, take what I started and expand it. Now, if you're like me, I used to read that, and I used to think, here, take what I've done and enjoy it. Did you, you know, that's how we, especially at marriage conferences, that's how we kind of throw that in there. Hey, this is for you, enjoy. This is all, this is for you, enjoy this, but don't eat of this. That's not what God, that's not what God said. He said, be fruitful and multiply. His whole, the whole package that we're getting is multiplication. Multiply. Everybody say multiply. Take what I've started and scatter it. Fill the earth. Everybody say fill the earth. So we've got, we've got the first step was to multiply. The second is to scatter or what I call the scatter effect. And then number three, uh, the big idea is to rule. No one said that one, but to rule. Not for you and I to rule our kingdom, but to rule over his kingdom. To bring his kingdom into our world, okay? We're called, we're called, or excuse me, commanded to expand God's kingdom throughout the earth. Not just called, we're commanded to do it as disciples of Christ. 
as followers of Jesus. That's what we're called to do. Okay? Not just, not just create for ourselves, not just go after the acreage to build um, a building so we can say, ha, 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 look what we've done. No, it's to, it's, to, it's to expand or multiply God's family. Amen? All right, so let me read uh, Genesis um, chapter 9, uh, verse 1. And this is, this is um, after the flood. This is God speaking to Noah, okay? Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, here it is again, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. Then you have it in the same thing, Genesis 15, if you want to turn over there. Genesis uh, chapter 15, verse 5 says, Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. Everybody say, if you can. That's how many descendants... You will have, again, it's multiplication. Let's go to Genesis chapter 22. I'm just, we're just moving. If you're taking notes, which I know you are, you're writing these down. This is, just some, this is just some footage for us. Genesis 22, 17 says, I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants. This is him talking to Abraham again, or Abram. Beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the shore. What was God saying? I'm going to multiply you. If you've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but it's, it's clear that the intent of God is to have a massive family. That, that's, that's what his intent is. Then we see in Genesis 11, I'm going to go back. Genesis 11 is the story. Then we're going to land here for just a few moments. Uh, a story by the um, Tower of Babel. Everybody say Babel. This is a really weird story. This is one of those... Old Testament stories. Have you ever read the Old Testament and you're, and you're reading it and you're like, what in the world is that? What is, I mean, even, even, even the picture pages, the, the children's Bible, you're like, what, what's going, God, what is this all about? Well, we're, it's going to make a little more sense to where, <clears throat> to where we are uh, right now. And, and I've heard a lot of pastors um, over the years who actually have taken this because you, you can take Scripture out of context. And I've heard a lot of pastors say, God just doesn't, he's not into to tall buildings and those type things. Uh, and that's not what he's talking about at all. But let's go to uh, Genesis 11, uh, verse 1 through verse 9. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated, everybody say migrated. They were moving. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. Everybody say settled. Yeah. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come let us build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered. Everybody say scattered. Remember, that's what God wanted. But they're saying, this will keep us from being scattered all over the world. That right there, right in that moment, should be a hot news flash. Something's up. Verse 5, but the Lord came down to, the, to look at the city and the, ta- and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered. Everybody say scattered. So the Lord scattered. How many knows he always gets the last word? No matter what you try to do, he's going to get back to what he said and what he wanted to do. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, 
and they stopped building the city. That is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he what? Scattered them all over the world. So looking at, what, about, looking at this story of Babel, how does this story take on a new dimension in light of what we just read in Genesis 1 and Genesis 9? Based on what God commanded Adam and Eve as well as Noah, what do you see happening? Get ready. This is for you and your partners. What do you see happening here in, in Babylonia? Again, with, with the lens of what is the mission of God and what is he trying to accomplish, we already know what he, what he was trying to do based on the Genesis, but how does, this, how, how is, does that, in light of what we just read, kind of alter the situation? You got two minutes? Go. Based on what the mission of God is and what God is trying to accomplish, how does the story of Babel mess that up? One minute. And then after that, you know what's next. Somebody's got to be the speaker, spokesman. Ready, set. <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. Connor's, Connor's, in the, Connor's in the box. He's ready to swing. All right, who's ready? Miss Becky Tyson all the way in the back. Come on, keep your hand back up. There you go. What you guys got? We've come to the conclusion that the people became disobedient to what God had instructed them. They were of one mind, they were made of one image, they were made of one language. And they wanted to become selfish with what God had given them, and violating the very thing that God hates, and that's having other gods before him. Correct. Correct. Very good. Miss Allie, all the way back over, sorry. Throw your hand up, throw your hand up, Allie. There you go, sorry. Okay, we put that people were trying to make it about them, not God. So it was becoming their mission and not his. Very if good. If it's wrong, it was tried. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Great job. Y'all give it up for our, our spokesman, spokespeople, ladies. One of the things that stood out to me was, and this is, this is, this is, got me, that Babel was actually the anti-mission of God. It became the anti-mission, anti-mission. In other words, it was the exact opposite of what God wanted to happen. God said to multiply. They said, we have our family. Think about, think about the church, little c. Think about the churches. Think about the church as a unit, okay? 
And, and because a lot of times we look back at this and we go, that was back then. No, 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 it's actually happening the same. All of us have our own little towers of Babel. So, so, so God said multiply, but they said, hey, we have our family. We have our crew. We have one language. God said scatter. They said, no, we're going to stay right here. God said build my kingdom. They said, no, we're going to build our kingdom. Here's what we learned, that Babel is not just a story. Babel is actually an indication of what's already and still at play today. Somebody say, oh me. It's still happening today. We've got our own little towers of Babel. What's yours? What's the thing that... What was that you showed me the other day? It, uh, about church should be the thing that keeps you from doing everything else instead of everything else keeps you from doing church? Is something to that effect? Yeah, so what's your Babel? I always hate pointing because somebody thinks I'm calling them out. No, if you felt something, that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. What's your Bible? What's the thing that if it stood between going to church? And I, I understand church isn't, I don't have to unpack what we already know. You're going to find more strength surrounded by people that are going in the same direction versus you in a group of people that are doing the exact opposite of what God has called you to do. You, you, you to do. We have our own little kingdoms, our own little places where we settle. I, I thought about this. They, they, were, they were moving. They were moving. And when you, unless you live in Florida when everything's flat, but if you go outside of the state of Florida and you go to the mountains, you're going you're gonna to face terrain like this. And, you, and, you, and so, so they, they, they got tired of walking. They got tired of doing this journey. They got tired of going through things, so they found the plane. You know what a plane is? That's where it's all steady. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing coming at them. I mean, no, we, we like that, right? We don't like stuff coming against what we want to do. Well, that's the first problem right there. It's what you want to do and not what he's... He, <laughs> huh? Yeah. And so they found a plane and they settled. How many of us have settled? How many have said, it's not worth it, I'm settling right here? It's why, the, it's why, it's why this ministry so many years ago took on the name, it, it evolved. The, the, this ministry evolved from, from Calvary Worship Center that started in Tom Hammond's on, a, on dark nights, cold. I don't know if Tom didn't have heat in that house. I, don't, I just remember it was cold and, and dungeony. Y'all remember in, in Tom's house? The church started there. It was Calvary Worship Center. And then, and then and, and we were, they, Dad had the ministry, and they were, uh, they were out in the country, a little church. Not a lot of people knew where, where the ministry was. And then they, in, in 2013, I think, Easter was the first Sunday that, that those of you that were a part of the church then came into this building where this was this side from that pole. This was the auditorium. There was, it was real tight, tight up in here. Lord help us if it would have been COVID then because we'd have been like, Sorry. <laughs> and in the other room, you guys in the back, y'all were in the kids section. And so, and so if y'all were, some of y'all are squirming a little bit, that's because there's still that anointing, the kids thing going on back there. Anyway, I just believe that it's that and not that you don't like the message. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so, so the, 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 the name of the ministry changed from Calvary Worship Center to Forward because it was, we, we want, we, we, from what, what I was told, it was we were coming, we were coming to a new place and that, and that we were living life in one, in, in, in one direction, forward. How many knows you can't move forward looking back? I'm going to say that again. 
You cannot move into the area that God wants you to move in if you're constantly looking back, holding on to. Do I need to tap back in to Pastor Mike's message? Oh, I listen to it uh, about release, whatever you have in your hand. You can't put your hands on what God has for you. Oh, I see it, God, but I can't get there because I've got my hands connected to, to my past, to my plane, the place that I settle. I don't want to do anything new. I would rather settle. Everybody say seasonal. Everything in life is seasonal. That's, that's what the Bible says. And I've also learned that in ministry, everything is seasonal. This is what advancing the kingdom is all about. We're moving forward. We're advancing the kingdom. We're building his kingdom, not our own. That's why I'm really quick to say it's not about the name outside of, uh, on a sign of what the name of the church is. It's not about the, the building that's coming. It's all about who houses that building. His name, first of all, is Jesus. Jesus draws us in here. Y'all didn't come to see me. I'm not, I'm not the best eloquent speaker. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I say stupid stuff like, huh, and, and other things that I probably shouldn't say, but I, I didn't go to cemetery, I mean seminary, or what, whatever that thing. I didn't do all that stuff, and, and so I don't know all the proper things. So really what drew you here today was the presence of God. See, we prayed before y'all ever got here that we would experience more of his presence in our service, and I bless God we felt him in this house today. You can have the most talented worship team. You can have the best communicator in the world. And there's tons of them better than I. But God doesn't use the qualified. He doesn't use the people that are ready. He's not looking at people who are ready. He's looking at people who are willing. Because I said it long before the meme. She wasn't ready. I say it all the time. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to step into January 2020, take, take in a new leadership role. Momentum's just overtaking and then on your face, COVID. I wasn't ready, but God sustained us. God, just like God is sustaining you and your family and your home. Say it again. You can't leave somebody hanging on two amen. It's got to be amen, amen, and amen. Y'all remember Dr. Paul Walker? If you, knew, if you hung out with Dad, you know, we'd listen to Paul Walker all the time growing up. Amen, amen, and amen. I, I heard somebody this morning told us in our group that somebody uh, had, had been visiting the church and they really weren't sure what kind of church we were and they really weren't sure if we believed in, in the presence of God and, and, you know, and, they, and, you know, did we really want that or are we just going through something? And they said, when I saw hands going up, I knew that this was the place that I was supposed to be. Because that's a sign of people who say, I can't figure this out. I'm not ready. But God, I need you. So when you feel the presence of God, there should be a response. This is not the response. I'm just, I'm just teaching just a little bit. I'm just trying to help you out. Because God can't put in your hands what he's trying to give you when your hands are in your pocket. You've got to get them out here and say, God, I release this, and God, I, and, and I receive that. Well, that's my new one. Well, Don't do that. Seth will come up here with a, with a B3 organ and we'll be having church for days. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm hungry. I hope not. Is he serious? Listen, if we're going to be a people that pursues the mission of God, it's going to require us to move out, and move out into the unknown. We've got to move past.
past the place where we, where we have settled. First, you've got to admit that the fact that I have settled. Well, there's so much more that we could look at in the Old Testament, but I want to move, I want to move really, really quick, quickly because um, I've got something I need to share with y'all. <laughs> Smells good, don't it? Oh, just wait. But I want us to jump ahead and look at Jesus and see how Jesus, Jesus fulfilled the mission of God. Jesus fulfilled the mission of God. If you want to know how we're supposed to accomplish the thing that we're called to do, look at Jesus. Because the rest of us, we aren't going to always get it right. I'm not always going to say it like you need it to be said. I'm not always going to do it the way you think it needs to be done. But Jesus, and hopefully you see Jesus, hopefully you see Jesus in me. Because I want to be different. I want to be changed. Where's Cole singing that song today? I want to be different. How many else want to be different? Okay. So let me read Matthew chapter 4, 17. Y'all flipping there, Matthew 4, 17. Hey, y'all give it up for Connor. He did a great job. He's like, yeah, and that's the last time I say yes, too. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17 says this. For then on Je- from then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. What's really interesting is Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is what? Near. He didn't say you're getting close to the kingdom. No, he said the kingdom of heaven has come near. So what we need to understand is the kingdom of heaven isn't something that we're calling people to, but rather what we're bringing, them, what we're, what we're bringing to them. We're no longer saying, come be a part of what we're doing. We're saying, this is what God's doing, and we're bringing it to you. I'm, I'm priming. I, some of y'all already know. I'm priming. I'm priming. I'm priming. And I don't believe when that engine cranks, it's going it's to stall out, and I don't believe it's going to be black smoke. Y'all, you ever had that lawnmower? Prime that thing so much, that's why I'm going to Stop. <laughs> Sometimes too much is too much. So the kingdom isn't, isn't something that we're calling people to. It's rather something that we're bringing, them, bringing to them. So let me read this. Mark chapter 1, verse uh, 14 and 15. says this. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. Remember, this is, if you want to know how we're supposed to do the mission of God, look at Jesus. And this is what, this is what he said. Where he preached the good news. Verse 15, the time promised by God has come at last. He announced the kingdom of God is what? Near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. I don't believe that when the presence of God and the kingdom is in, in our midst, I don't believe that we got to sit up here and sweat and repent, repent, you're going to hell. Because I'll tell you what, when you've got a taste of the real presence of God, there's something inside of you It's called the Holy Spirit of God, and it's drawing us closer to his presence. Becky Tyson, I've been getting that message from you all week long. Drawing us closer to his presence. But God, I need you to do this. No, what he wants you to do is draw closer to his presence. Leave that there. He's got that. And what, what, what are you doing? What are you going to be about? Luke 4, 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord. Ah, I need that be three organ right here. Not for real, Seth. I'm just kidding. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me. Everybody say sent. 
You are being sent. That's why you're here. You came. You arrived so that you can be released and go back out. He has sent me to proclaim, the, proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Luke 19. Anybody else get anything out of this, or am I just up here throwing wood on the fire, getting myself hot? It's hot up in here. Yes, it is. Luke 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to what? Seek and to save who are lost. Mission of God. What is he trying to accomplish? Remember what I said at the opening. Whenever we identify what God's mission is, we then have to ask ourselves, what is my role in, 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 in getting... Because you're either, you're, either, you're either about your mission or you're about God's mission. There is no in-between. Oh, there is. It's called the fence. But God said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Make up your mind which one you're going to be. So you're either, you're either on your mission or you're on his mission. So what do we see about Jesus? As we read the Gospels, what we see is <clears throat> that Jesus perfectly fulfilled the mission of God. Perfectly. God's, God's been looking for somebody who would multiply and add people to the kingdom since page 3. Genesis. He's been looking for people. That's why he's drawing us. He's looking for people who will add to the mission. That is adding, expanding, and building his family. And advancing his kingdom. And Jesus did it perfectly. Everybody say discipleship. Okay. When we think discipleship, I'm, 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 I'm not there yet, but I'm close. When we think discipleship in today's genre, so to speak, we think gaining knowledge. Pastor B, I'm reading this great book by, I don't want to name anybody because you might not like that person. Then the spirit of offense is going to come on you in the house of God. I don't really understand how that works. But, so, but I'm reading this book and, and it's really encouraging me. Or, 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 so we look at, we look at dis, uh, discipleship as, uh, as gaining knowledge or, or maybe it's a spiritual uh, discipline. Uh, um, Pastor B, I'm, I'm on this, I'm on this um, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Good, that's great. That's a part of it. But that's not discipleship. Gaining knowledge is not discipleship. We see discipleship when we look at Jesus. And I want us to look and see how Jesus trained. Everybody say trained. I want us to look and see how Jesus trained his disciples. Was it different than the way that we view and think of discipleship? Matthew chapter 4. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Come on. I thought I went to cemetery. I mean seminary. I'd have... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, by the way. I do that a lot. You know why I do that? Because when I stand up here before you and I seem bold, I also hear that voice that's discrediting me the entire time. I said a prayer a long time ago that, God, I just want to be used to impact people. Use me. It's not about me, but use me. I want to live my life poured out. Maybe that's what goes on my tombstone. He lived a life poured out. I, I, when, I, when I go home, I don't want to leave anything in this tank. I want it to be completely empty. And I say that not to boast me, but so that you can go, I need that too. Matthew 4, 18 through 20. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water for they... For they 
fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go, everybody say go. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teach these, teach these new disciples to obey all the command, commands I have given. And be sure of this, I am with you always. I don't know where you are, I don't know what you've been facing, but this is what you need to hear from me if you hear nothing else today. Jesus is with you always, even to the very end. He will never leave you. Not for a minute was I forsaken, even though for a lot of minutes I was doing my mission. He never, he never, he, I was never forsaken. And that's why I can stand here today. Because he calls those who are willing, not those that are ready. I had some more verses, but I'm not going to go there. The big, the big takeaway from all of these that I was going to give you is this. The training was in the journey. <laughs> wow, I just, I just, even though I, that was already in there, the training that I was just talking about, that I was discrediting myself for not having, my training is in my journey. Your training to advance the mission and kingdom of God is in your journey. Don't discredit your journey. Don't discredit your journey. Don't discredit the things that you've gone through, even though a lot of them are choices that you made just like I did. They're called jacked up. Training was in the journey. Biblical discipleship is about multiplication that's what biblical discipleship is about it's not about knowledge is great knowledge strengthens knowledge helps you get there personal discipline is good that's not discipleship discipleship is has everything to do with the mission of God and that is advancing his kingdom expanding our family Seth if you want to go ahead and come on up in closing So how do you know if you're a disciple of Jesus? You ready? This is, your, this is your last point. Because disciples make disciples. If you're a true disciple of God, if you're a disciple of Jesus, then you'll make disciples. Anything else is just a churchgoer. Who are you pouring your life into? Who are you investing in? I'm 45. Through this collection of talks, yes, I have a mission on my life to, to run after and to lead people to a place of hope and to get us in a home. Out of over 35 plus years of ministry, it started in 1992, I think. I graduated in 93, so it started right after somewhere in there. 92, I think. We've never had a home. That's a mission. Because I think we should be good stewards with what God has given us, finances. But my ultimate mission is God's mission. That's part of it, but it is expanding His, his family. 
So for the, until, until I draw my last breath, my life has to be about investing and pouring in to the next generation. And those that God puts in these seats. Because I say next generation, you think I'm referring to, to Connor and Ansley and those that are... No, I'm, I'm also talking about you. 45 and up. My role is to pour into you. Is to show you. I'm not always going to get it right. But God will help me get it back on track. Who am I pouring myself into? Who am I raising up? This is what you need to be writing down. Write these. This is what you... Who am I pouring into? Because if we miss this, you can take all that other and fold it up, put it in your Bible, put it back on the shelf to collect dust. If you're not getting this, this is it. Who am I pouring into? Who am I raising up? Who am I preparing to send out like Jesus did? Who's going to get this thing after I'm gone? Some of you have been a Christian for a really long time. Who are you discipling? Not who are you sending text messages to and giving them books. Who are you discipling? Who are you investing in? Who are you pouring your life into? Listen, Jesus poured his life into 12 guys for three years, and as a result, the entire world was forever changed. When we, when we moved back here in 2014, I say this all the time, I'm going to say it again. Because I see people moving out of Chiefland. Nothing good could come from Chiefland. We didn't move back because of the condition that Chiefland was in. We moved back because of the condition that God said it can be. And I need somebody to stand up and start leading people back to the place. Back, not, not, a, not a church role, not a membership, but finding a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what he's called all of us to do. He's called us to reach people, receive people, restore people, and then to release them. That's what he's called us to do. Something that wrecked me while I was preparing this, and, and, I, and then I'm going to share with you. Can I have 10 more minutes? Some of y'all are like, yep, we've been waiting the whole time for you to tell us. Something that wrecked me was this. How sad would it be for us to simply build a safe and stable church when there is so much more that's possible? A safe, stable church, to me, sounds like a church that's settled. And I'm not settling. This is what I know. If I'm making disciples, if you're making disciples, the mission of God is going to happen. What is that? The church will grow. So don't get confused. He's trying to build a big church. He's trying. No, I'm not. I'm trying to make disciples. I'm trying to build people. Listen. This is what I know. If we begin making disciples, the city will change. People will come to have faith in Christ. Lives will be transformed. Marriages will be restored. The goal is not to see how many people that we can get in a room, but what kind of army that we can mobilize in our city. Because there is still work to be done in the city. It's time to release the presence of God that we carry and bring His kingdom into our everyday life.
When you carry his mission, you carry something that's heavy. Just know that. So, I want to reread you a verse that God gave me many, 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 many years ago when I was a lot younger. Lots of hair. This is what the Spirit of God told me. These were the words of Jesus. But this is what he told me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Luke 4, 18. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. That the blind will see. That the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. In 2011, God reminded me of this verse, but there was a word in that verse that permeated everything within inside of me. And it was release. He showed me at that time that I would be a lead pastor. Granted, I'm on staff at a very large church in Georgia. We'd been there for over 10 years. And I thought, okay, I know what you're showing me. Is it this place? And then that season passed, and I found myself at a place, and I thought, is this the place? Oh, in the in-between time, I put this away because I was like, it must not be happening. But how many knows when God said it, you can take it to the bank and cash it. I had no plans to ever, and I love y'all, but I had no plans to ever <laughs> come back here. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Because some of y'all are like, there's no way. What did we sing today? You'll make a way where there seems to be no way. And he's done that. So in 2013, I began conversations while we were living in Georgia with dad, who was the senior pastor, the lead pastor here. He said, what, what, what would it look like? What do you want from, what, what can I do? What, can, what role can I play? So we worked some things out, even though number-wise, we were like, there's no way. We sold our home that we had just purchased that we'd only, well, we put it on the market. That was a process. You could have had a baby in nine months. God don't always move just because he said this is what you're going to do. He wants to know where's your faith because we're good as long as we can still touch. So in 2013, we put our house in the market at the end of 2013. January 5th, 2014 was our first Sunday in this side of the room. I became the worship pastor and the executive pastor here at the church and served alongside of my dad for the next six years. And dad said before we ever moved, at some point we'll transition the ministry. There'll be a transition. I, had, I didn't have my eyes set on that. 
But after six years, God started doing something on the inside of me and reminded me, I've anointed you, I've called you, and you're going to be sent out to release those that are captive. So in end of 2018 into 2019, remember I said ministry is seasonal. I thought maybe our season was done, honestly. I was, actually, I was running to a plane. I, I wanted to go to a place where I didn't have to fight anything anymore. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to just serve behind the scenes as a stage manager at a church that was asking for my resume. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to fight anymore. I didn't want to go up, I didn't want to go up the battle. I wanted everything to plane out so I could settle. And God wouldn't let that happen. So then I told Dad, we put our house on the market here twice. You know God was laughing in heaven. Y'all ready? Leaders, you ready? Leaders, are you ready? Okay. See, they already know. So, as we spent the year of 2019 in transition, I know I'm dragging this out, but not on purpose. I want you to feel the full effect. Because we don't, we don't, we don't, we, we take for granted what God does. We just think we come in here and it's, Come on now. So, 2019, he reminds me of this verse and that word, release. He told me a long time ago, you're called to be unique and set apart, not a carbon copy of anybody else. If you look, just in the state of Florida, there is a number of forward churches. Some of you already know where I'm going. There's a number of forward churches. Forward is a direction. Forward is also come be a part of what we're doing as we move forward. So as I, I've already met, so as we got ready to transition in, in 2019, I knew there was going to be a change. And I thought it was going to happen in the spring of 2020. That's where we just came through. And y'all know what happened in the spring. Because new life is birthed in the spring. I, I knew this is, what God, this is what God wanted. This is how he wanted it to happen. And COVID happened. And we were shut down for the most part. So I had already met with our financial team. I met with our elders, which by the way, when I met with the last elder, before I could even get out of my mouth, are you okay with this? I was cut off with the verse that, behold, I'm doing a new thing, move ahead. Then we, last Sunday we met with our leadership team. And as we were sitting there, after I shared with them what I'm getting ready to share with you, they were giving me feedback. And as I was listening, I also was listening to the Holy Spirit who said, I never called you to be a church that is in the city. I called you to be a church for the city. So, ladies and gentlemen, Effective today. Name change. Name of the church.
Release City Church. We are not a city in the, excuse me, we are not a church in the city. We are a church for the city. We are, we are not saying come be a part of what we're doing. We're saying we're bringing to you what God is doing. So for the next, it, it'll be effective as fast as we can make changes. I'm going to be on the phone tomorrow with our friends at the print shop. There are signs that need to be redone. There are, and we've got it in stages of what, what is the most important. All of social media, this is the, this is the thing. I, I'm, I'm, I've done the research. I'm hoping that, that we can not have to create a new, a new account on social media because I'm not trying to erase where we came from. Hear what I said. I'm not trying to erase where we came from only to build upon to move forward. So although you will hear for the next everything we relate from here on out is Release City Church. Signage will begin to happen. Website will change. The, the bank account, those things. Would, I, dude, I've had to be completely silent. I couldn't even start going to the bank because y'all know we live in a small town and the first time I walk in there and say, I need to close this and this, I mean, it's, it's out. So, I, dude, I, 2019, I've been going. Mm -mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. You can be seated. I'm done. I promise. I've, I'm two minutes over my 10. From here on out, if you call this place your home, this is Release City. We're called to receive, to restore, and to release. We will never be a ministry. Hey, 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 where are you going? Where, 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 where are you going? Where, where, where are you going? You, you, you can't, can't leave. That's not me. I've been a part of that. Not me. I may not have went to seminary. But God put me in, in positions in, in all kinds of denominations. I've seen a lot. And it's, it showed me what we're called to be. And that's the mission. Amen? So thank you to every leader, every elder, every person who invests in the vision of us releasing the kingdom of God in our city. Because as the worship team comes greater things are yet to come greater things will be done in this city hey thanks again for listening today our mission at release city church is simple we want to introduce people to the real jesus by helping them know god grow in freedom discover their purpose and go make a difference in their communities for service time, staying connected with us, or just to learn more about the different ministries here, be sure to check us out online at releasecitychurch.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We hope to see you soon.